beautiful people, this is your host, Intuitive Realist, and I'm back to do another show. Today is November 4th. Oh my gosh, can you believe that this year is almost over? This year literally flew by. Like seriously, I still remember what I did January 1st. But anyways, today is my favorite topic. We're going to talk about the spirit realm and I'm going to tell you about um, just some little things that have happened um, that I feel like has something to do with the spirit realm um, but I appreciate you all for joining me um, like I said Friday literally snuck by me and I'm supposed to do a show every Friday and I'm going to try and continue to do that and be persistent, but it literally snuck by me. So if there's not a show on Fridays, it will literally be on Monday, okay? So into the show. So um, I feel the spirit realm is experienced per individual and or culture. I also feel that you don't have to pass away to experience the spiritual realm. I believe when we go to sleep, that is a form of temporary death. And I think that our dreams is a part of the spirit realm. And on this topic, I'm going to, you know, kind of compare, be comparing and or just talking about, you know, the spirit realm and the dream realm. Because I feel like they're kind of like the same. I know people get scared when you say temporary death when you're sleeping, but everything is temporary, like I said. And death is nothing to be afraid of. Death can be transitioning. Death can be like the death of an ego. It can be the death of um of a person that you don't no longer want to become. It can be the death of a relationship. It can be the death of a job. So whenever you hear death or something, it doesn't necessarily mean that someone is going to die. I, I was that person at one time where I hated that word. I didn't want to hear that word. Nothing like that. Um, so in many cases, um, I've heard people who, who has experienced the spiritual realm and has said that it looks... So Buddhists, they um, have the ten realms. The ten realms are part of Buddhist cosmology and consist of four higher realms and six lower realms derived from the Indian concept of the six realms of rebirth. So the six realms are hell, um, the hungry ghost, the beast, the titans, humans, and lastly, heaven or the realm of the gods. Follows are the four holy states, which I can't um, name. And these six realms, they pretty much are the same thing as each other culture. So the six realms are hell. So hell, I guess, is going to be on the first dimension or somewhere in between that. The hungry ghost, the, the hungry ghost kind of are the probably other ones that um didn't cross over that feel like they have more work that has to be done on earth the beasts are like the the funny looking you would be surprised at what you would see in the spiritual realm like seriously we think that these horror movies are hor horrific no that's nothing compared to what you would see in the spiritual realm and these de and these beasts they're going to look nothing like human, and some of them not going to look nothing like animals. Like, it's going to be like something you have never, ever, ever, like, ever, ever, ever seen before. Like, something your mind will probably not be able to fathom. 
So I think the beast, that's probably where the beast, the titans are probably going to be the warriors, the humans, which is us, and lastly, heaven, and or, or the realm of the gods, which is, you know, we are below the gods, or we are gods. Um, so the six realms, um, they're pretty interesting. I haven't went into detail with them. I haven't studied them too much. But um, just the names alone explains a lot about that particular realm. So the Kabbalah philosophy is that they believe that there is an interrelationship between the spiritual realm and our material reality. The Zohar states that our material world parallelizes parallels the spiritual realm. It's like a mirror reflecting an object of a person before it. When one sees a person moving a hand in the mirror, one realizes that standing in front of the mirror is an actual person who is moving his hand. Even when we cannot see the person himself, the image in the mirror is sufficient. The Jewish um, can understand that the parallels in our world and the spiritual, even if we are conscious of them, everything in the physical mirrors the spiritual realm. It's the correlation with your soul and body. Whenever you are feeling joy and happiness on the inside of your soul, it radiates through your facial expressions, your body language, so within and so without. The same as the physical and spiritual realms, I believe we return to the realm of our true nature, like I said. If the spiritual if, if the physical is an extension of if the physical is an extension of the spiritual. And I think that sometimes or all the times or in some people's lives, this spiritual realm, this 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 realm is visible to some people. And some people can see it better than others can. In many cases, I've heard people who have experienced the spiritual realm who else who has said that it looks just like the physical world. We also see this in our horror films. Um, let me think of like a movie, Stranger Things, that's pretty popular, where they have this world that's called the upside down world, but it's aka the spiritual realm or some type of realm um but it's they call it the upside down world and in this upside down world everything looks exactly the same in the physical realm it's just that in this upside down world it's more darker it's more um darker and kind of like just satanic not like satanic looking but it's just a dark just dark energy pretty much that's how it looks um, we can connect the spiritual realm with the dream realm. Like I said, they are either the same or one of the same. Because in our dreams, with our eyes closed and we travel, and uh, we travel, the places that we go look similar to the places that we live or that we visit in the physical realm. When I dream most of the time, I, I'm always back here at the place where I stayed. It's either inside or it's, or it's outside. And then everything looks exactly the same. And sometimes it looks exactly how I would want it to look. You know, say you have next door neighbors or something, or what or cautious street neighbors or whatever, and you kind of just don't. <laughs> you kind of don't want them there. And it's kind of like when I dream it, I dream about these neighbors being gone. 
actually houses are not there in the dream when I dream about it. Um, so, um, yeah, I'll be going back and forth with the dream realm and the spiritual realm because I feel like it's just pretty much the same. If we um, have to close our eyes to get to these, well, not, not, you don't have to close your eyes to the spiritual realm, but I'm saying, you know, when you're dreaming and you're going to another realm or wherever you're going, you're asleep. You're not, you don't, your eyes are not open. So this place has to be. It, ha- it, it, it doesn't, it should, it has to not be far. It has to not, but I, we don't know it. The, the spiritual realm may be six feet above our head. If you have to bury people six feet in the ground, he says that spiritual realm, I mean, you know, that's just wild thinking, but yeah. In some cultures, the spirit realm is going through differently, or these are stories that has been passed down about what has been experienced and they take it as their own um so i.e christianity describes these spiritual realms as heaven and hell and christianity they believe that um there are two realms heaven and hell and depending on the way the life that you live on earth it depends on whether you go to these two realms although i believe there are realms that represent heaven and hell. I can't imagine considering how massive the universe is for there to only be two realms that we're only subject to go to. I mean, this is a massive universe. I don't even think that they can even measure how big this universe is. I also think and know that a person who can experience can experience heaven and hell. In the physical, you can experience heaven and hell now. It's not only a realm similar to them, but it's also a state of mind. While one part of the world is abundant and manifesting their asses off, in another part of the world, it could be war and mischief, and that is their hell. I, I, I think that there are places that are similar to hell, but I, and I also think that there are places that are that realms that are similar to heaven. But I also believe that we we go to different realms based off our true nature. Um, I read something that was um, on the computer. I forgot the website, but they talked about um, what happens when you pass away, and so, or, or when you go reach the spiritual realm. The, um, I think it was the Jewish culture. I'm not sure, but they. They stated that when you first transition, your angels are with you. And if your true nature is not angelic, then some people actually walk away from the from the angels. And I think throughout your your throughout um, you see your loved ones, but you don't stay with them. You continue to go further and further and further until you reach the place that is your true nature. So if you are more, you know, happy-go-lucky, you're gonna find a place that I bet. That have people that vibrates on that level. If you're more demonic and bad and like beating people up, you're gonna find people that are like that. So, and I think that's pretty close as it can possibly get. I mean, I don't think nobody sends us to heaven or hell. I don't think, like, I think we we choose these places on our own based on our actions, our deeds based on the life that we live on earth. So if you heard any of my 
recordings before, you know that I have experienced the spiritual realm at a young age. Of course, um, my mom passed when I was 12 years old. But before that, it would be things that would go on. Like, seriously, at night, I, I, I seriously had a problem with sleeping at night. And when I would be up, you know how the TV would go off. Like, you know how TV would go off, how there would be no more TV. And it it was those times when, um, you know, I lay in bed and I'll be just staring at the frizz that's on TV. And it's kind of like when I'm staring at this frizz that's on TV, it would turn into like, it would be images. It not it'll be like people, but these people would be like moving around in the TV. It'll be they'll be either really, 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 really thin to where you can not see them, but you know they're there, or really, really big. Like it was, it's just weird. But um, I knew that that was just something weird. How and I really couldn't even explain it to to, to people. Um, another um, another time is when. Um, we stayed in this house, which is the last house that we stayed in with my mother before she passed away. What transition. Um, so this house was white. The dominant color was white, but it was white and blue. And when you stand in front of this house, you can see that there's kind of like some a bullet hole. Yeah, of course, yeah, it was on the worst side of town, but it was a bullet hole in the front of this house. And... Like, I'll be in my room sometime. When you walk in, it was like a screened-in porch. So you will walk in, it's the screened-in porch. Then it's the front door. You walk in the front door, and it's the living room. Then on the sides, to the to the right, it will be a sunroom. And so that's where the bullet was at. Well, that's where you can see the bullet come in through the house. And so my room was, you know, you come through the, the door. My room was, like, on the left. And so, um... Everybody else's room was in like in the back, and so I would um I would just be sitting there sometimes, or it'd be at night, and and my grandma she slept in the living room. It was all my my grandma, my mama, and my two brothers, and so my grandma slept in the living room, which was right there, like my room was right there, and so I would see like this tall, tall man like with a long um like a, with a long coat. But he'll he'll have somebody with him. I don't know if it was a little boy. I don't know. I don't know who it was. But they'll just be standing in the doorway. And at, at a young age, I'm I'm not afraid of it. But it's like, okay, why is these people standing in my doorway? And why is nobody like why? That's the only question that I had was why. But it would be a lot of things that went on in that house. Like when my mom. I don't know how I got, I think my grandma told me, or I heard a conversation, like, I was always, when I was younger, I was always around older people, I was always around my grandma and my mom, and I would always listen to their conversations, and so I remember uh, my, my grandma saying that when my mom passed away, she heard a real loud knock on the window, and it scared her, scared her. and like, right after that, that's when she got sick. And, like, I'm not saying that every time you hit a knock on the window or knock or something, that means death is around the corner. I don't know if that was a warning sign or just the angel of death. I don't know. But she, um, that kind of, like, stuck with me after I heard them say it. And so, um, another spiritual, so I remember when my mom was sick, 
and um, I remember it was on a Monday. I think it was on a Monday. Or it was during that weekend. Um, she she had to get up. She was still sick, but she was get, she was getting better than you know before. She was actually getting up. And I remember she got up one time to fix the TV. She was really like into things like that, electronics, and she knew how to fix things. And so she got up to fix the TV. And I think before then, before that or after that, she told us about this story that she, or this dream that she had. Um, she was like, she was, it was this lake or something. And she was drowning and she couldn't and then this boat came along and this people in this boat helped her and then but standing around the lake was a bunch of people standing around the lake just watching her they weren't watching her drown they were just basically around the lake and this boat came from nowhere and helped her out the water and put her on boat and so while she's telling this story and she's sick I'm thinking, okay, this story sounds like she's going to be saved. She's going to be okay. She's going to live. And that same day that I went to school is when she passed away. And so while I'm at school, I was standing in front of the school. Now, it, I, it was way past after school let out. And I was the last person there. So I knew and I felt something was wrong. Something is wrong. For me to be the last person here and nobody's came yet, they you like my parents wasn't like that. It was they they was there. It's like they, they didn't play that. And so I knew something was wrong. And so when I was standing there, I know that I saw my mother pass by the gate. It was kinda like you you know when you see something but you look at you like you know it's not what you think it is and it was I knew it was her that passed by the school. And so that passed by the gate. And I was like, that looks just like her. And so like a little bit after I seen that, that's when they pulled up. And you know, they told my they told my um principal what had happened. It was a charter school, it was a real small school. And so um they told her what happened and they took us, you know, there and come to find out she had dead passed away. And so to this day, I still know for a fact that was her telling me goodbye. That was her walking past the school, letting me know she know she was leaving. And so, another story. Okay, so at, this was a story when my mom, my grandma passed away. So my grandma passed away. I was like 19, I think it was 19 or 20. And so, um, I, I was 19 or 20, and you know we I had had an apartment, but I didn't know what the hell I was doing, okay, I didn't know how to pay no bills, and I didn't know how serious it was to keep your bills paid so that you would not have to stay with people, and I learned that the hard way, okay, I learned that the hard way, thank goodness I did learn, so um, I was there in an apartment, and it was a two-bedroom apartment, and I was like going through, I was by myself, you know, the people I was staying with had left, and I was just, I had no job. It was it was nothing in the apartment. It was like no TV. It was like no food and nothing. And so normally I'm not sick. Oh no, I remember go back. I did have a job. That's when I first started start. That's when I first learned about me, about um, meditation. When I learned about meditation, I meditated 
so that I could find a job, so that I can get a job. Because like I said, you know, I was by myself. There was nobody around like that, um, except for one other person who was there with me. I don't know how the hell we ate, but we always ate, and it was me. We didn't have nothing, neither one of us. And so, um, you know, he would come over and spend time with me, and you know, he would just come over, spend night with me, and some just, just, just be there to protect me and just be there because I was up there by myself. And so, um, I remember in this same apartment, I remember I had a dream. And it was right outside the apartment. And all I saw was a bunch of animals, like birds and lions and like a bunch of animals walking. And I was walking with the animals and alongside next to me was my mama. And so she walking alongside me. She's saying something, but I don't hear her. And so, but, but then she handed me this pink blanket. Now, I'm like, okay, now, this is pink blanket looks like a baby. And I'm like, okay, a baby. I'm like, mama, you over there having sex in the spirit? Y'all can have babies over there? I'm like, I'm like, where did this baby come from? Because I'm in denial. <laughs> I'm like, where did this baby come from? And why is she giving this baby? So then, um, I'm, I, I didn't think there'd been nothing about it when I woke up. And so, you know, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't to that message or the, to that side. And so something else came along. So one of my ex-friends, we're not friends no more one of my friends, you know, she wanted to go to the clinic to see if she was pregnant and so I was like, okay, well I'll go with you this for fun, so we both took a pregnancy test I was, mine was positive and hers was negative, so I was like no, this cannot be right and I was like just, so then that dream came to my mind and I was like, that was what the dream was I was pregnant, and you know, kind of find out I, I had a, a, a girl that first time. So I was like, wow, like she came to me with a pink blanket, and my first child was a girl. So I still believe to this day, once again, that that was real, and that was her, you know, giving me that message that I was pregnant. That she came to me every time I was pregnant after that to let me know I was pregnant. And so, um,. There's just like, like a lot of things that happen that I connect to the spiritual realm. Even around the house, like even me going through the things that I went through, I thought that going through those things, being homeless and being, you know, by myself was so bad. And it really wasn't. And it, I really grew. I really learned. Like I really walked down the street, you know, with a bag and my kids. And and didn't even care that cars was passing us, staring at us with all the dead, all the all the bags that we had. Like I really didn't care. I was like in another zone. I was in a complete. I was in another zone. Like the cars, I didn't care about none of that. I did not care. All I knew is that this was temporary, and there was going to be something better. And then, like now that I look back, and it's been a year later. I have my own place, you know, even the number of my place is my favorite number. Even it, It's even the number that's in my birthday, number two. My building is number two. My birthday is September 2nd, another two. Um, I just think that things happen for a reason. And things happen to push us 
to the person that that spirit wants us to become. Some things happen, it's just to wake us up. Some people need that push. I'm one of those people that need that push, that need that that nudge to get it going, to get it circulating. And some people don't need it at all. Some people are just like that. Another thing is that um, I don't know if I experienced this when probably other people, I'm sure other people do. Um, I'm, I can be around the house and I'm kind of like a multitasker. I can do so many things at one time. I can literally be teaching and writing and cooking at the same time. Like I can do so many things at, at, at the same time. So it's like I will put things, and my kids, they love me with my stuff. So I put things in, in certain places where I know it's there. I know why I put it there. I'm making sure it's safe and making sure nobody messes with it. Or I can just put something down and turn around and it's not there. So many things like that has happened. I'm like, okay, now I know I'm not crazy. I know what I sat down and I know where I sat it. So why, why is it not here? That, that just, that literally makes me laugh every time because I know that the spiritual realm is real and I know that there are spirit spirits that are close to us and that likes to do things like that. I, I, I'm going to tell you, when I, when I transition, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make your ass laugh as much as I did in the physical realm. Because <laughs> I think that we are all, we are the same. We are the same, probably not physically. We don't have a physical body. But I think that our consciousness is the same when we pass over. Say that my grandma, she cursed a lot. And I really think she's still cursing people out on the spiritual realm like I honestly do. I don't think it's a faraway land. I think it's... I think it exists simultaneously as we exist in the spiritual realm. A lot of things that happen in our life ties to or is an extension of what's going on in the spiritual realm. That's why you have to be mindful about what you do in the physical realm. How you treat people in the physical realm. How are you talking to people in the spiritual realm? How are you um, how are you handling situations in the spiritual realm? How are you manifesting in the spiritual, in the physical realm? It all um, correlates to the spiritual realm. But anyway, um, I'm so happy that you guys are listening to me or taking the time out to listen to me. I know people have so much to do on a daily basis. I can tell you. I know, because I do. Time goes by so fast, and it seems like you don't have enough time to do something in one day. And that's why um, I love coming over here talking to you guys and just sharing with you all the things that I've learned on my spiritual journey. And just to invoke some conversations that really aren't talked about a lot. I appreciate you all for listening to me. Now I'm going to get into doing your weekly guidance. I hope that you all are enjoying this weekly guidance. Um, every week is something new that I wanted to start doing for the podcast. Just adding some new things. I want to add some more new things just to show off um, my creativity. 
I'm going to start doing some reading of my books. <laughs> okay, so Spirit, do you have any messages for the collective for November 4th, 2019? I hope that this message is beautiful. I hope that you all are doing your healing and working on yourself, becoming your best version that you can possibly be, surrounded by people who love you, who are taking care of you, who appreciate you, who is loyal, you know I'm big on loyalty, and everybody does not have loyalty. Let's get this message for November 4th for the collective, and it is retrograde, I think it's over... November the 20th. I'm not sure. But it is retrograde. They say not to start anything new during retrograde. But, hey, it's up to you. So our message is prioritize. Focus on your highest priorities and I will help you get organized and motivated. And that's Archangel Matrix. Metatron, I'm probably saying his name wrong, but um, this is a great card to um, give you a reminder to prioritize, to put things that um, that comes first on your, that's supposed to come first on your list. Prioritize yourself. Put yourself here first. You're, you should be first on your list of what you should take, take care of. When you get out of the bed in the morning, do not go looking at your phone first thing in the morning. I'm going to do something on that too about these cell phones, about staring at them for so long and the damage that it can do. So I'm going to do a podcast on that because that's the first thing we do when we wake up. We literally pick up our phone, probably check social media. That's pretty much what we do. So prioritize. Make yourself a priority. Make yourself a priority. If you don't make yourself a priority, if you don't take care of yourself, you cannot take care of anything else. I don't care how talented you are. I don't care how much money you have. If you don't take care of yourself and prioritize yourself, nothing will get done. Nothing. I appreciate you all so much for listening to me. I hope that everyone enjoy your Monday. Enjoy your week. And I will see you again on Friday. And until then, and until next time, my gods and goddesses.